Hi, this is Farah Osbeck. Welcome back to Military Law and Life Matters, the podcast that arms you with knowledge so you don't become a victim of injustice. So I'm glad to be back again after a short hiatus. Um, it's winter. And when when this plays, um, it'll be one February. Um, it's cold, it's snowy, but it's, you know, it's still beautiful. And every season has, um, you know, a special, special quality to it. And after the winter, we look forward to spring and then summer and then fall, and then it starts back over again, <laughs> the little cycle. So it's it's nice little change in seasons, always something special about the season. But um, so what am I going to talk about today? Well, I'm not going to talk about discharge review board cases because I believe I've discussed enough of these cases. I've done like a whole series of them, maybe 10 or 12 podcasts for two or three months where I really go over like each type of case talk about why a case was successful, why it wasn't. And I really think I <clears throat> kind of beat that one enough to kind of give you an idea of what, you know, what you need to put in your application. So if you're new to the podcast and, you know, you, you are interested in the discharge review um, discussions, let's just go look up. I, I have plenty of them on that. I mean, my last series where I was, I was actually talking about real life cases, but I also discuss it in many other podcasts, like different discussions, Q and A's and everything. So yeah, that's going to be kind of the end of those discharge review board cases, unless there's some like other new development that I want to discuss with you. So <clears throat> go ahead and, you know, listen to those past episodes and you'll get an idea. Um, you know, I have plenty of those on there. That'll give you a really good idea, I think, as well as a lot of material on my website as well. So what do I want to discuss today? I want to discuss a very, very important topic. I did a podcast interview of a, an attorney who I knew in the Air Force, Dana Jacobson, a couple of years ago, where he specializes actually in wills and estates and living wills, et cetera. But today I just want to um, go over one specific topic of living wills because you're always hearing about things happening and people dying without a living will. So I really want to just emphasize this today. Um, <coughs> excuse me, a little short episode on why a living will is important because everyone hears about a will, right? That disposes of your estate, but what's a living will? So a living will is basically, it's a document that gives guidance to your doctors and, you know, healthcare providers of how, what your wishes are in terms of, you know, when you're dying or if you unexpectedly are like dying in a car accident or something and you're not conscious and you want to be able to ahead of time express your wishes as far as certain healthcare, this is how you do it. Um, so it gives you the authority to dictate how you're going to live or die. Um, and again, like some people are not conscious when that time happens. So you, you got to put that in writing. I highly recommend you do when you get your will. I mean, it, it's pretty much a standard document the attorney talks to you about. So, and if you don't, it, it's, it's really could be problematic. So, you know, it's a legally binding document. It's done according to state law. Some law, you know, states are a little bit different in their law. Um, and basically what it will include is it, it kind of gives your standard direction of, do you want life prolonging procedures administered? Um, if you're, you know, in a state, you're not going to get better. Do you, you know, what type of care do you want? Do you want to be hooked up to a ventilator? Do you want to have, you know, artificial, um, in terms of hydration, nutrition, do you want CPR or do you want to do a DNR and like do not resuscitate. You could also include your anatomical gift decisions, like if you want to donate your organs or your tissues, etc., which you can also do on your license too, but um, you can put it in your living will. 
Um, or if you want to like donate your body to science, you could do that as well. Um, you could also put in things about like palliative care. If you want to die at home or, you know, in a hospital, do you want to have like tests and things like that at your end of life where they're like, you know, poking you with needles. I'm mean, a lot of different specific things, but basically the bottom line is it's, it's pretty much saying if there's like no chance of recovering, how much extra effort do you want to be made to keep you alive? So very, very important, um, you know, in addition to your regular will where you dispose of your assets and how you want to divide your property, the living will, I mean, I highly recommend you get it. Um, don't, it's not a topic people like to talk about, but you really should do that. So don't procrastinate. If you're in the military, you can get a free one, um, you know, at a legal office. If you're retired, you can as well. And if you're a veteran, you're not really you're not entitled to, you know, use the legal office services. But I mean, I think you can even download ones through like different websites. I, I don't, you know, I'm not affiliated with any of these, um, but they have like, um, forget what it's called, like rocket lawyer, like different companies that, you know, zoom legal zoom, things like that. There might be ones you could do. I've never tried them, so I'm not endorsing it, but bottom line, you know, get that done for you and your family. So that's all I really wanted to talk about that. Um, yeah, make sure you, you get not only a will, do your will, you know, don't think I'm young, invincible, just like get it and, and file it away. And hopefully you never have, no one has to look at that for decades to come. So <clears throat> that's my little, my legal spiel for today. Um, all right. So what I want to talk about now as well is, you know, I want to have you, if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to be able to keep up with future podcasts that I'm doing. It might not be every week. So I, a way to kind of know what I'm doing and things I want to send out information to you, go to my website. It's farahosbeck.com, right? It's my name, first name, last name. And you scroll to the bottom of the page and you'll see the box that says military discharge upgrade guide. That's, I mean, I had just prepared that and I wanted people to, down, to, to download it. You have to put your email in. So whether you need the guide or not, stick your email in there. You don't have to put your name or anything. If you put your email there, you know, the, they'll download the You'll get the discharge guide, but you don't, if you don't need it, like you don't have to read that, of course, but you'll be added to my little email list. It's a little email list that I am able to create newsletters and send it out. It's mad. I don't know if you heard of it, but I love the name mad Mimi, <laughs> mad Mimi email list, I call it. And basically, um, yeah, it's a little newsletter I create occasionally, but I can share with you like, oh, I got this great podcast on this coming up, or I have this thing that I want you to look at, or you might be interested in this that I've created. So that email list is a, is a good way. I haven't done that in several months, but I, that's going to be my way of communicating with you. So I highly recommend you do that if you'd like to. Um, again, you don't have to put your name or anything and you'll automatically, whenever I have something I'm sharing, you'll be on the list to get that. So anyway, okay. Now I want to get to the, yeah, the life lesson part with you. So this is this person that I'm going to tell you her little life lesson, which is a little bit of a story to tell, but she's one of my favorite people. I really love her. Um, you've probably heard of her from Shark Tank. Her name is Barbara Corkin, but she's one of my all-time favorites. I knew her way before Shark Tank because she was a real estate agent. She started a, a company called Corp Gurn Group, and I've always been interested in real estate. So, you know, hearing her talk, I would, you know, read, I, she had a book out, I read it, and then she was on YouTube and you know, I just would listen to any interview she did, anything. I would read or listen to anything she said because I just love her. Um, she, um, yeah, she's from, I don't know her, but she grew up in, New, she's from New Jersey, like about 12 miles from where I grew up in Northern Jersey. 
And she, um, yeah, Northern Jersey, like people from Northern Jersey, we never heard, we don't know anything like, I don't think I was ever past like an hour. So actually I went to college an hour South of where I grew up, right outside of New York city. And, but South Jersey was just like far in like another state. We just don't go down there except the shore, which is about an hour away. If you go down the shore, right in New Jersey. But other than that, that was it until I was actually stationed. I was actually stationed at McGuire Air Force Base at one time. And that's, that was considered like South Jersey. That's not really central Jersey, but I mean, I never heard of McGuire growing up. That's how it's like, it was foreign to me as far as, um, you know, just the area when you're from Northern Jersey and like that exit, it's, it's just a different kind of world. So anyway, back to Barbara Corcoran. Um, she's my favorite person from New Jersey. She's one of my favorite people of all. But what I love about her is she really, um, she's very authentic. And, you know, it's very obviously she doesn't take crap from anyone. And she just kind of tells it like it is. And, you know, I've listened to her interviewed a lot. And a lot of people ask her when they interview her, they love to ask her this one question. And I've heard her answer it over and over again. So I'm, I'm kind of getting to my life lesson thing. So they've always asked her <coughs> what, you know, what distinguishes your great real estate agents um, versus the ones who are not that good. And she always has the same answer. Like she always says this, like, listen to her on YouTube. You'll hear her when she's talking about that. She says, you know, the great ones, it's without a doubt, the great ones are the ones when they suffer like a setback, a rejection, a failure to close the deal. They don't sit down and feel sorry for themselves. They get back up very quickly they don't sit there, you know, wallowing in sorrow. You know, they're disappointed like everyone else, but they don't feel sorry for themselves. They, you know, after they took out like a hit and got rejected, they get right back up and they continue. And she says that was by far the difference she saw. The other ones just really, you know, they, they didn't get the deal or whatever. They just like were so disappointed they couldn't function. But the winners were the ones who got right back up. So it's a very, oh, and then she tells a very funny story of how, you know, they say, well, how do you like tell this trait in people? And she has a really funny story. You have to listen to her tell it. But she says that she always had this, inter the interviews when she's interviewing prospective real estate agents, she would like talk to them and, you know, discuss with them, you know, the job and ask them questions, blah, blah, blah. And then she would say, you know, there's like two qualities that are very important for agents to succeed. And she said, you know, one's empathy, because you have to be able to read people real well, because, you know, real estate is a people business. And the person, you know, and she said, I think, you know, you you seem to be very empathetic. So you got that going for you. And then Barbara Corcoran would say, then she'd say, you know, the other trait, though, is having to, you know, having like an ego and drive a passion to succeed. And she would say, like, in talking to you, I'm not sure if you have this trait, though. And she said, like, some of the people would say to her, well, no, I really, I like, I want to be successful. And then she said, those, those are not the ones she hired. She hired the ones that would look at her and they, she, the way she says it is a stare. She said, they would like look at her like they wanted to jump across the table and kill her and saying, and they were so offended by them saying that they didn't have drive or passion or energy or like the ego to succeed. And they were so offended. They were like mad almost. So it's really funny listening to her tell that story, but I know she's like, you know, hired, 
thousands of people probably. So she obviously know what she's talking about. But, you know, the point of the story here, the life lesson is if you're pursuing something, you know, you really have to have energy and drive and passion. And and you just can't be a quitter. Like if you're pursuing something that you really want to pursue, like don't just pursue it for the heck of it. But if you want to do it, like you can't be a quitter. You can't like fit, you know, you like you lose at something. You can't be a quitter and then like, oh, you know, woe is me. No, you, you got to like get right back up and you don't, you can't give a damn what people think. Like if you want to do it, you have to go for it. Again, if you want to do it, not because someone tells you that you should do it. So um, I think that's a really good life lesson. I mean, the people again, who succeed in, you know, whatever they're pursuing, they, I mean, they don't quit because they obviously like it. I mean, I've, I've talked to you about that. You got to like what you do. Otherwise you're going to quit because if you quit, that means you really don't have that passion for it. So, um, anyway, it's a very funny, very funny story by her, but I love Barbara Corcoran. If you want to hear, she, she has a podcast too on like business stuff, but, uh, she's the greatest. I I just get a kick out of her. But, um, the other little quote I want to tell, it's not from her, but it's just, you know, in general, like I just find, you know, you hear stories of like people talking about, yeah, I got a, a teacher in elementary school said, no, you don't even bother trying to do this. You're not going to make it. And I'm like, Jesus. I can't believe there are teachers who like discourage little kids from pursuing their dreams and like, you know, stomp out their like desire, discourage them. Um, but you know, don't ever accept the limits placed upon you. Like some people are going to place limits and be discouraging and say, Oh, don't, you know, don't do this. Don't anyone just dis- let them discourage what you want to do in life. Um, you know, when you realize that, you know, you, you, you're going to realize on your life, yourself that you might have some limits, right? But don't let anyone else place limits on you. And when you realize, you know, there are no limits, then it's a really a liberating experience. So I remember my son, when he was my younger son, when he was younger, he was like a teenager. He on a, he wanted to be a basketball player. He's tall, but he's not that tall. You know, he's not like the six, five, six. So I, um, you know, I never... St- I didn't honestly think he was going to be an NBA player, but I never told him, oh, don't do this. Like I would go outside with him and throw him the ball and he'd like, you know, try to shoot into the basket. I was his little ball boy. So he'd have me go and I would, you know, he wanted to do that. So I, I was very happy to like throw the ball to him. And he'd always play basketball. He was like in high school and his friends. I mean, that was, he loved it. He still does to this day. It's like a so uh passion i knocked over my uh <laughs> i knocked my uh, little microphone thing that was that god i hope it didn't i hope it didn't um ruin my recording but anyway i knocked over this thing so hopefully sorry for that but anyway i'm um, so oh, i was talking about my son yeah so he yeah we did that he, he still loves it as like a little hobby kind of thing for him but i you know you don't just like oh no you're not gonna make it like don't even bother i figured he would come to that realization and i realized it when he wasn't getting up at like 5 a.m like going out and shooting baskets because you want to be an NBA player that's kind of what you you gotta do like you gotta really be doing it like seven days a week so anyway so don't ever like you know don't ever discourage your kid's dream. Like let them come to the conclusion that they're not going to be able to do something, but don't tell them like you're not going to be able to, to do something, you know, let, they'll come to that own realization. But anyway, okay. That was that story. Um, all right. Well, I got a little distracted with my uh, microphone thing, but so I want to end this by saying, um, 
you know, please go ahead and sign up for my website, uh, my newsletter on my website if you want to kind of keep up with what I'll be doing in the future, things that I might be sending out. I, I, I may not have this like the podcast every Tuesday with my little discharge review board things. I'll have to other different things to share with you, but I have plenty for you to go back and listen to. I've gone every topic under the sun that you need to know, but I'll have other things coming up as well. So I'd be happy if you know if you want to listen to that um, past episodes, please do. But anyway, um, as I always say, don't ever give up because there is always hope. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Take care.